Hello, and welcome to the podcast, Biblical Question. We are excited you've taken time out of your day to listen to our podcast. For more information about us, you may visit our website at biblicalquestion.com. We will tell you the web address again at the show's end. We encourage you to open your Bible and follow along as we study the Bible. Now here is your host, Joseph. Well, hello there, and I do appreciate the introduction, and I am excited that you've taken time out of your day to listen to us. I certainly hope pray that you'll check out our webpage. I don't know how much longer that will be up. We really need some financial help to kind of keep things going, and we're not getting that. I know it's tough times for everybody, but I really hope that you would be in prayerful consideration. We have so many people overseas who listen to us, and they're just really not able to help. And so if you're in uh, the United States, and I'd like to have the gospel and message sent around the world, this is really a very easy way of doing that. So today we're going to talk about a mother who saved her child. A mother who saved her child will be mainly in Exodus chapter 1. And I'm going to just do some overbrief more than likely. But I still like to have you follow along. Uh, we're going to look at uh, the birth of one of the most outstanding leaders of the Old Testament a patriarch in the Jewish and Christian faith alike, and that would be, of course, the birth of Moses. Moses, again, is not going to be the main focus of the podcast. Uh, the main characters are really are three women responsible uh, for Moses' life because he was uh, really had a lot of challenges as a young infant to even make it uh, to adulthood. And so... These women, uh, it would be Moses' mother, uh, Miriam. Uh, the sister of Moses would be Miriam, excuse me. Uh, Moses' mother is in Exodus 6, verse 20. Uh, and I can't probably pronounce it right, but that's where you would find her name. It's spelled J-O-C-H-E-B-E-D. Jehochebed. And his sister, uh, Miriam, is mentioned by name in Exodus chapter 15. She's not actually mentioned uh, early on. She just referred to as Moses' sister. And of course there is uh, Pharaoh's daughter uh, would be really ultimately responsible for the salvation of Moses' life. And at the end of the day, really she is the one key person who would help liberate the Jews from uh, the oppression, slavery of Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, even though that would be many years down the road. A woman who really commits to a really courageous act in the face of oppression, at its worst, to really, uh, for the sake of her child's life. And again, so in the first chapter of Exodus, we discover uh, Pharaoh has enslaved the Hebrew people, He's so afraid that there's so many of them, and he feared that they would take over his country and that he would not have control. So Pharaoh will enslave them and enforces them into this oppressive type labor, slavery. Uh, additionally, uh, to decrease the numbers, he, he orders the midwives, the Jewish midwives, when they would deliver their babies, that they would kill every boy, uh, child born. But the female children were permitted to live. 
However, if you read the text and, and uh, the the midwives, they will lie to Pharaoh, and they would let all of the uh, children live. And so, Exodus one verse nine says, "He said to his people, Behold, the people of the sons of Israel are more and mightier." Then we come, let us deal wisely with them, or else they will multiply in the event of war. They will also join themselves to those who hate us and fight against us and depart from the land. So on down in, into uh, verse 11, he puts them into uh, a harder labor. He makes them build cities. And then if you keep reading on, on down, so on down here in uh, chapter 1, verse 16, he says, When you are helping the Hebrew women give birth, see them upon the birth stool. If it is a son, then you shall put him to death, but if it is a daughter, then he shall live. But the midwives feared God and did not do as the king of Egypt have commanded them, but let the boys live. So then Pharaoh comes up with this idea in verse 22, he commands all his people, saying, Every son who is born you are to cast into the Nile, and every daughter you are to keep alive. You know, Communist China kind of did this when uh, I was a lot younger, and now they have a real problem uh, with population there as well. Uh, they are a shrinking uh, group of people, and that's why they are trying to expand. That's a whole other thing, trying to stay out of it. But... Uh, Chapter 2 of Exodus goes on to talk about there was a man in the house of Levi and she conceived and she bore a son and that he was beautiful so she hid him for three months. So again, it's under these conditions that Moses would be born. and His mother manages to hide him for those three months but at some point she just can't hide him any longer. Uh, the action of this mother really impresses me. Can you imagine being pregnant, waiting nine months to discover if your child was going to make it past uh, the first hour of its life? Was it going to be a boy or was it going to be a girl? Can you imagine how Moses' mother must have felt uh, when her baby boy was born and she knew the consequences for him? She knew what was going to happen. So in our story, mother of Moses plays this role of creation and in our creation God has given us life and and God saw uh, his creation and it was good and, and so in the birth of Moses the mother notices this is a fine boy death has been determined for her child by Pharaoh yet she is the giver of life and we're going to talk a little bit more about this. So hang on here. We'll be right back. Do you enjoy our weekly podcast? Though many of our listeners around the world in poverty-stricken nations are not financially able to support our podcast, if you are able, we would be grateful for your help. We offer several ways to help support the podcast on our website, biblicalquestion.com. Would you be in a prayful consideration in your cheerful donation or purchasing through one of our affiliates. Thank you for cheerfully helping us tell a worldwide audience about the Word of God. Well, we're back here. 
And God has a plan for salvation rather than just this random act of, of finding a way. Uh, I would like to suggest it's only because Moses' mother believed in the promises of God. The promise that was made to Abraham, Isaac, and then Jacob had passed down from generation to generation. And God had promised the Israelites that they would become a nation of their own. And though their numbers were great, they still needed to be independent. And God had promised a land of prosperity and wealth. The, the famous quote, the land of milk and honey. Many people think that the United States is that. And maybe at one time it was, but it really is not any longer for those who are living outside of the U.S. God had promised these people again that they would be his people and he would be their God. And so Moses' mother had to believe in the fulfilling of those promises to do what she really did. And those promises are there for us as well. And so think about this. If Pharaoh is commanding all the sons of Egypt uh, to be destroyed, there could be a complete wipeout of all male 100% Jewish people. And so what is he trying to do to keep the women alive? I, I don't know, but I can go there, but I probably don't want to. So, again, giving birth and hiding a baby was really a courageous act for this mother. What Moses' mother did next is also, to me, is just unbelievable. It's incredible. When she could no longer conceal her son, she will weave a basket uh, from the weeds there uh, and she's going to cover it with pitch so that it will float in the water. It won't leak. And she will place her son in that basket in the Nile River and the river that was meant for his death really becomes his salvation. I find it interesting that the same word used to label this basket it's really only used one other place in the Bible in the original uh, language to identify another vessel of salvation. And the term is used for the ark, that ark that Noah built. It's the exact same word. So, again, following the instructions from God to, to save his family, the earth's animals from death and destruction of a great flood, that's what Noah would do, both vessels are means of salvation in the waters of death and destruction. So why did Moses' mother do what she did? It was an act of desperate hope and faith that somehow God would preserve her child as he floated down the Nile River. Or perhaps she she have a plan. I don't know. The Bible really doesn't say. This is it. She puts him in this basket, and down the river he begins to go. And Moses would be discovered, okay, by Pharaoh's daughter when she would come down to the Nile River to bathe. I don't know if this is a regular occurrence or not, that Moses' mother knew about this or not. And so why did Moses' mother believe that Pharaoh's daughter would rescue the boy? would float by while she was bathing. 
I mean, Pharaoh's daughter would have to recognize that Moses was a Hebrew boy. Surely she knew of her father's decree uh, to kill the male uh, infants, the Hebrew infants. Maybe she had a soft spot for her in her heart for babies. Most women do. Uh, she knew who he was, but apparently she doesn't seem to care. And of course, somebody's going to email me and say, well, how would she really know? Well, first of all, the, the boy would have been circumcised on the eighth day. But uh, it, it just, perhaps she doesn't agree with her father's idea of genocide. Because that's really what it is. Is that why she felt sorry for this child uh, when she found him in the basket? Again, I really don't know. What about the role of Moses' sister? I mean, she watches uh, over this basket as it floats along uh, the river shore among the reeds. Either she is swift and clever, or it was her intention all along to approach Pharaoh's daughter concerning a nursemaid. Uh, to help, you know, obviously nurture the infant Moses. Was there a plan to come to Pharaoh's daughter? Or, or did she just watch from a distance to see what happens to Moses without any ideas that he might be saved? Honestly, we're really never going to know that plan or that part of the plan of these women who rescued this child that we call Moses. We do see in each one of them an act of courageousness uh, in many ways. God has a plan for the world's salvation, and this child was saved through their actions in the river waters. We could take this story to more symbolic level uh, with different people and the actions within our story, uh, but... In this manner, Moses' mother, as I mentioned earlier, uh, describes his idea of a creation process. She represents God's hope and love for us, God's creation. We are God's creation. I don't know how people can believe that we come out of nothing. I just, I, something had to happen. But God's desire for us to live and, and be what God has created because we are created in his image. Moses represents uh, the fallen and helpless state that we're all born into. Uh, this is illustrated in Pharaoh's decree of death. We are all destined for death. We are utterly powerless to do anything uh, ourselves to change our circumstances of escaping the grave. And I know <laughs> if you study or follow the news, this young generation just coming into Congress, uh, these multi-billionaires, they have this idea how to change their DNA so that they can live four or 500 years. Uh, I just don't see that really happening. But you can go to your favorite search engine and see if I'm telling you the truth. Now, Moses' sister represents God's consistent love and devotion that is with us even in our most difficult moments. She means that she is being led by the Holy Spirit to follow God, to be part of the family of God. She represents our fellow sisters, uh, brothers in Christ, so to speak, who are concerned about our well-being. 
and to seek and to urge us to, uh, to be closer to God. The river Nile, the waters of death, are, are transformed into the river of life to represent the waters of baptism, uh, which we too also pass through and were adopted into God's family. Pharaoh's daughter represents God's unconditional love and grace who, who plucks us out of the water of destruction, seeks us out, takes care of us, feeds us uh, spiritually, uh, knows who we are, what we really deserve, and loves us anyway, granting us life and a place of death, which the Nile River was uh, really for a lot of boys at that moment in time. So, who are you in this story? Where do you see yourself? Uh, let's try to answer those questions here in just a moment. Do you enjoy our weekly podcast? Though many of our listeners around the world in poverty-stricken nations aren't financially able to support our podcast, if you are able, we'd be grateful for your help. We offer several ways to help support the podcast on our website. Would you be in prayerful consideration in your cheerful donation or purchasing through one of our affiliates? Thank you for listening, and may He have the glory. We're back, and with, we had these two questions before our break here. Who are you in this story? Where do you see yourself? Are you perhaps Moses' mother? Is there someone in your life whose faith you can give birth to? As parents, aunts, uncles, grandparents, an adult role model for children and youth in your church family? Do you all, do you give everything that you can to give birth to these uh, people through the faith in Christ to, to reinforce Christ's love for them and for everyone? Are you Moses' sister? Uh, through your presence, do you to communicate your desires and hopes and, and the lies that you may touch? If you're allowed to see uh, someone that receives the, the, the nurturement of God and the love of God, will you act upon that opportunity and, and help that person find a home in Christ for those who are really truly seeking Maybe you're Pharaoh's daughter. Maybe there's somebody who really needs to receive unconditional love from you. There may be someone who needs to be rescued from the chaotic waters. Maybe there's someone who needs to know they matter to God, no matter what or who they are, what they have done, and you are that person who can share that with them Maybe someone you know needs to know that they have a home uh, in the church and with Jesus. Maybe you're like the infant Moses. Perhaps you're, you're just kind of floating down the river in this big mess of life uh, way too long. Maybe you deserved death. Maybe uh, you just desperately just want to live and perhaps you find nothing but hopeless and helpless moments and that you're totally dependent on the actions of others to save you. 
that you're desperately in need of a Savior. Moses was saved and part of God's mighty plan of deliverance. And one day, he will lead the Hebrew people out of slavery. And he will take them out of Egypt to the freedom and prosperity of the land that God had promised them 400 years before. One day, this young man will, will grow up and another child would be born. And he's going to teach the love and forgiveness, the sacrifice and the service. He would die on a cross for our sins, our death decree, our, to pay our price of us being in our Egypt. And through his death, burial, and resurrection, he has rescued us and brought us and can bring us into the promised land. There are many people today that are like the infant Moses who are really, uh, really, truly needing a Savior. I hope and pray that as you listen to these podcasts, if you've missed any of the podcasts, that you can go back and you can listen to them on your favorite podcasting app. Uh, as long as we have a web page up and available, you can always listen to them there. And I, I appreciate all the listeners and all of those who pray for us. We pray for our listeners every day. We pray for growth every day for this podcast to reach and touch the lives of people. So many of us in our lives have struggles and heartaches and disappointments, and we struggle and we try so hard to, to connect with people, uh, to get them to see the, the relationship statuses that they might be in or not be in any longer and encourage them uh, to repent, return to Christ, or repent and become a child of God. If you like more information about how to do that, we will do our best to help you find a local group of people to teach you the gospel message. Uh, if we're not able, we'll, we'll try to do it ourselves. I know this is a worldwide broadcast, and so that might prove to be difficult in some areas, but we promise we will do our best. We, we have lots of different connections that we could try to find somebody to help you with. Again, please pray for this podcast. If there's any way you could financially help us, we really would like that. We would be blessed by that. And all that information, how to contact us, and everything is on our webpage, as the young lady will tell us here in a minute. Again, thank you for listening, and may God bless you. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. Be sure to hit the like button and follow us on your podcasting app. Please check out our website at biblicalquestion.com. All one word, all lowercase. In addition, we have a prayer request page, a way of contacting us, a statement of faith, and other resources for our listeners. Do you have a Bible question you would like answered on a future podcast or prayer request? We would be honored to hear from you and add your prayer request to our list so others may pray for you. Subscribe to our newsletter and follow us on our social media accounts. Again, that is biblicalquestion.com. Thank you and may he have the glory.